This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Memorial Day is our national day to honor those who died while serving in the U.S. military. Born out of the tragic grief and loss immediately following our Civil War, it began as Decoration Day with Americans scattering flowers, reciting prayers, and laying flags over the graves of fallen soldiers. Over time, it became known as Memorial Day, and in 1968, U.S. President Lyndon B. Johnson signed a congressional act into law declaring it a federal holiday and establishing it as the last Monday in May beginning in 1971. Two years later, the last U.S. combat troops left Vietnam, and in November 1982, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. was dedicated which honors the 58,281 men and women who gave their lives in service to our country during the Vietnam War period. This Memorial Day, as we commemorate the lives of those who died fighting for our freedom, the United States of America Vietnam War Commemoration invites you to participate with us and the rest of the country in a national moment of remembrance. Wherever you are at 3 p.m. local time, we invite you to join with us in one minute of silence to reflect upon the loss of these patriots, to remember the lasting grief endured by their respective families, and to honor their sacrifice. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, we will not surrender for it now or ever. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend when we honor those Americans that have died for their freedoms that we have in this country. I have a special guest with me today. He is also a retired Marine. So you're going to hear from two Marines and what freedom and Memorial Day means to us. Without further ado, David Jones, retired USMC. So I read all the way through the paper that you sent. Okay. Number one, awesome job. Really, good job writing it. Well, thanks. I, I, thanks. I enjoyed reading it. I understand. Unfortunately, I understand every bit of it. <laughs> however, however you want to look at it, right? I was like, I've been talking about a lot of this stuff for, for years, you know. So. That's what I figured. Yeah, that's what I figured. You know, it's it's, it's nothing new. Um, and I did just, you know, the only thing I did was I just put bullet points. Otherwise, the thing would last, you know, 500 pages of content. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know. But uh, even the, the podcast I've listened to of yours, it, it, it's, it's, you know, I heard, uh, you know who Dan Bongino is, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. He, I, he, I, call him, I call him the Don. The Don, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. He, uh, he did a great episode. I think it was 1520, if I'm not mistaken. 
And he says, what part of this didn't you know? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it, was yeah. it was it was hilarious. Is yep. the, many of the things that he discusses, I discuss, it's the same, you know, it's really it's the same, but relevant uh, information over and over again. It's like, what the hell is it going to take people to get this through your thick skull that exactly. this stuff ain't working? Exactly. You know? And um, so a lot of times I'll think of some, um, well, I got I always have ideas for podcasts. That's that's that you know that's something I never run out of. Right? <laughs> Is these constant ideas? I could take virtually anything and turn it into a podcast. Obviously. Yeah. So the ideas are, are not a problem. But multiple times I would do my podcast, and then we'd listen. We'd sit on the back porch and my wife and I would listen to my podcast. And then when it was over, we'd put either, you know, Dan Bongino or um, uh, what's his name? Ben Shapiro. Oh yeah. Shapiro's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Rick, Rick Valdez. Valdez. Yeah. I, I love that guy. He's awesome. But anyway, so we'd be listening to their podcast and guess what they're talking about? The exact same thing yeah. I was just talking about. Right. <laughs> And I didn't listen to their podcast ahead of time, right? Ah, yeah. I just, you know, it just came to me. We're all, we're basically, we're all hitting on the same cylinders. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Yep. So, so it's pretty so, cool. And, and and like I said, it's, it's, and it's all very relative. It's relative information. It's, it's how it's affecting, first and foremost, our nation, second, our citizens, and third, our children. You know, I oh, mean, yeah, I'm absolutely. a citizen, but, but, but they you know, you almost have to classify our children as a separate entity because they're being horribly affected. Oh, and terrible. They're, they're being educated on things that aren't true, that do not exist. Um, yeah, parts of it did back many, many years ago. Like I, like I, I mentioned in my, uh, I think a text or a message to you was the whole concept of the 1619 Project. That the single most glaring point of it is that America didn't exist then. Exactly. And it wasn't <laughs> even here. Yeah. Yeah, that's my I mean, people were here. My mother is 100% Native American. My people were here before everybody else showed up. So, sure. don't, exactly. Don't, don't, you know, don't tell me that that America was founded on that. No, Great Britain did that. So, you need to take that up with Great Britain, not the United States of America. Absolutely. If it you wasn't know? for the founding fathers, the the it would the the world would have been totally different. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. You know, if it wasn't for us, yeah, you know, changing and finding a land to, to you know to turn into a free land, exactly, right? to make it as yeah. free as you could possibly be, you know, uh, with with reasonable rules, natural rules, God fearing rules. You take that out of the equation, and all you have is anarchy. It's just it, you, you have it all over again. So and anybody can do that. I mean, a, an idiot can do that. But it takes some powerful minds to even come together to even create the declaration. I mean, my God. And I wonder how many people have actually read it. I mean, I, I literally wonder how many people actually read that, whether they even know the first opening line or not. You know, it, exactly. It's un, it's almost unfathomable to me that it's not even being taught that people don't even know what the, the first, second amendments are, um, can't even read articles, any of the articles, they, they don't know them. And it, it's amazing to me. Yeah, I was in grade school, eighth or ninth grade, eighth grade, I think it was. Yeah, eighth grade. 
I had to learn government civics. Oh, right. Not only government civics. So half the year was about the government, government civics, like you're talking about the Declaration of Independence. Right. You know, the all the things associated with America, right? From the legislation, how it's all put together, the documents that make the country what it is. And then the second half of the year, I had to learn Louisiana civics. Oh, wow. So I learned about how Louisiana was structured, how the oh, parishes really? were developed. Oh, yeah, all of that. Every well, single kind of, bit kind of, of how my state was created and the documents that, you know, the state uses. So by the time you graduate or by the time you were done with that course, right, you were a full-fledged, you know, citizen, understood what it was to be a citizen of the United States. That's what they're taking out. Yeah. Right. They don't want these kids to be citizens. They want them to be subjects. You know what? Of whatever their agenda and narrative is. Mm -hmm. Which has no foundation. There's no foundation to their narrative, to what they're saying, other than feelings, if you know what I mean. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, it's so funny that you you bring up the, the, the term subjects because I've been using that in my conversation very, 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 very often. And, it, and it's, and it's a, a, again, it goes, you know, this stuff goes all the way back to the Roman empire is we don't want citizens. We don't want voting personnel. We want, we want loyal subjects. In other words, you're loyal to the crown, you know, exactly. to where, whoever the king is, you know, kiss that ring and other words, kiss there, you know what? And, and, uh, and therefore, you're, you're, you're loyal to the crown. And that was, of course, you know, Britain's desire was to make the whole world crown. Well, guess what? A bunch of us said, oh, hell no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're tired of the tyranny and the, and the lack of the ability for us to progress based on our abilities and not what the state wants us to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And communism yeah. is, a, is a great example of how I call it selective ability. Yeah. What I mean by that is the, the, the regime is the one that determines who has what skills and abilities to do what. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And as the Chinese are going through the education system, as they're progressing, the state separates them. A lot of people don't know this, but they do. When they go into elementary school, they take the higher, you know, IQ type students and they point them in the path of college. And the other ones are pointing them in the path to manufacturing. Right, right. And then when they get into high school, they're separated. There's actually, they don't all go to the same high school. They get separated. Oh, yeah. And you have this supreme high school slash college prep right and then you got the tire manufacturers high school yeah that's yeah. basically the best way to put it i didn't know that but it's true oh yeah um uh, when i uh, separated from my wife the uh i was stayed in a airbnb home for a few months you know till i got my you know till i got my act together right yeah. and uh one of my roommates uh, was literally uh, rescued from China. He was, he was Chinese born. He was born in China, but designated for death because of the population control. So they designated his simple butt for 
for death. I mean, they were going to terminate him. And uh, two uh, two American men that, that you know they they're together. Um, they decided, no, 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 we're going to adopt this person. We're going to adopt this child. And they did and brought him to America. Now the guy is, um, he's finishing his doctorate. He's like 28 years old, finishing his doctorate in uh, physical therapy. I mean, the ama amazing, true American immigrant story. I mean, being rescued from the jaws of actual death. I mean, not, not, yeah. not figuratively, literal. He was designated to die. And, and two guys, a couple, decided, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to take this child. We're going to do our best. And they did. And uh, my God, the guy, the guy's in, he's finished. He's wrapping up. He's in his uh, final year doing, uh, uh, God, what do they call it when you, you do clinicals? Yeah, he's doing clinicals. So he's literally at, at a hospital. Wow. Amazing. I mean, Amazing. it's a hell of a story. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if the focus is every citizen, real citizen of this country that understands what we have, we have to fight the fight. That's right. Up and That's down. Right. And understanding these stories and being involved and listening to these type of, you know, events in our lives as American citizens makes us stronger to understand the liberties and the freedoms that we really have. So what I would like to do is I want to jump on top of the same type of story that you have there. Okay. When I lived in Arkansas, I started a little IT business. Didn't really do too good, but anyway, and I became part of the, um, the business organization. I can't remember exactly what it's called off the top of my head, where you meet with other business people. Right. And kind of like a network event. You know, networking like a network, yeah, networking yeah. event. Correct. And I met this Chinese lady and she is a professor at the University of Arkansas and she's from China. She has a PhD in, in liberal arts and PhD in uh, what's that mixed culture language, whatever it is, linguistics right. or whatever, right? Okay. Yeah, right. Bottom line is she's intelligent and, and she can prove it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She went yeah. to she went to Harvard and oh, wow. uh, yeah. the, a big college, whatever that big college is in California. Anyway, great lady. So really got to know her. Speaks English like she's from America with the Ch right. Chinese accent, of course, right? <laughs> right, right. So we sat down one day and I just started talking to her and I says, I would love to, to hear your story. Like, why are you here? You know, yeah. what made you want to come here and be a professor at a college? So she, she started her story from when she was three or four years old. And she remembers <coughs> when the government provided them a house, mm -hmm. you know, when, they were able to kind of progress up the ladder and the government gave them a house. Wow. And from that day forward, all the way until she graduated high school, the government gave them a place to live. And wow. as they progressed and right. their dad, her dad became more 
I don't know, prestige, right? Right. It's sort of like they the, got a the, bigger house. Yeah, the formulation right? of elitism. It's uh, but we're we're exactly. just gonna make it happen for you because you're fitting our mold for a specific cause. Now, what that causes is to be determined, but but yeah. Yep. And then she said she told me about going to school, and all the kids in her class, they all went through school together, all the way from first grade until they basically graduated high school. So they had the same kids in the same classes, not just the same school, but like, it, you know, the whole first grade class became the second grade class. Became, Everybody you know stayed I mean? together. They all stayed together, yeah. right? And of course, the way she explains it is the state tries to make sure that all the students are at the same level, right? As they're going through. Right. Until they get into get it ready to get into high school. And that's when they do their separation thing. Gotcha. Right. And she told me all about this. I thought it was really interesting. And I said, okay, so you had all this things given to you, a great house. You know, you could have done any job that you wanted to when you graduated high school in China. You had all these options. She goes, but I had an option to go to college in the United States. So she got scholarships from gotcha. whatever. So she comes to California, gets her master's. Must have went, she probably went to Stanford. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, she went to Stanford, Stanford uh, North, got, North, her, North. got her yep. master's, go. and then went to Harvard and got her PhD. And then, you know, became an instructor or professor. Right. And I was like, well, why didn't you go back to China? She goes, why would I want to go back to a country that is going to limit what I can do? Exactly. She says, if I went back to China, China would tell me as a professor where I can go and be a professor. Yeah. And not only that, she says, it is tremendous ease when you have freedom, complete freedom to make your own decisions and make your own life. Right. They, it's just, it's a whole different way of looking at life. Now, right. here's the strange part to finish the story. She's married and she has a son. Her husband refuses to come to America. Really? To live here. Yes. Really? Yes. So in other words, he, he's, he's, he's indoctrinated so much. His brain yes. has been so filled that America yep. is evil and yada, 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 yada. Yeah. And he will not live, come live a, in America. But he, they're still they're still married, and they still have the son. And wow. he'll come visit every once in a while. The son will come stay with her for you know a year or two or something. Right. You know, going to school. Moments. Yeah, moments. Yeah. But I said, so you're you've given up your whole family life and everything. She goes, that's what freedom is. Bingo. Yeah. That's how important it is. Yep. She goes, you know, it's I feel so much better knowing that I'm free and then then being structured by a a regime and when I heard that I was like hey when you hear it from the people like you're saying that's been there done that it it, it has a different flavor yes it does it does because you're hearing it from the outsider remember oh an outsider's view is always different from the insider's view we're insiders we were born here raised here fought for our nation as marines um, but when an outsider, and especially an outsider from China, 
comes here and, and says those words, you know, basically she's reciting the declaration, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> um, you know, and, and one, of the, one of my favorite uh, aspects, it was in the opening, like four or five lines of the constitution, the declaration, excuse me. Um, it says, when, whenever any form of government becomes destructive of, to, of, to these ends, it's the right of the people to organize and prowess in, in such a form that, so that they will be most likely to succeed. It, it, something to that effect, I'm not quoting it, but what I, what I really dig is whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it's the right of the people to fight. And, right. and you know, as, as former Marines, you and I did that. As, and as everyday Americans, we strive to do that. But when you hear it from an outsider, and they say, geez, I really don't want to go back home. That makes you kind of feel a little bit proud. And I know pride is not a good thing, but certain days it's pretty good. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, we have Memorial yeah. Day coming up. I feel pretty damn proud, you exactly. know, you know, um, for all the men and women that, you know, had fought before me so that I could even live on these, live and walk around today and, 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 and you know, make a, make a life for myself. In other words, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And I, I just I, that is, that's got to warm your heart, man, to hear that from um, th this person when, when she said that to you. That's got to make you. That's just got to make you feel good. I mean, you know, we 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 did this. Let me put it this way: we did this. That's proud. Yeah, no, I'm proud Absolutely. of that. We did this. <laughs> we did. Two hundred and forty years later, we still, we're still trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing, like you're saying, you know, both of us are retired Marines, and we spent time in different countries and different places, and. And we see how other people live. Yeah. I, um, January 7th of 93, I landed in Mogadishu, Somalia. Oh, no kidding. And it, 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 it absolutely, it opened my eyes to a yeah. whole different understanding of the uh, world. Yeah. The Moog was horrific. I was there initially. I was one of the first Marines in. And yeah. I actually got, I had actually gone, I was actually out and I got recalled. Um, even though I was injured, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get get in the you know cockpit of an aircraft anymore um right. but I could, I could still go and i could still perform intelligence and i did i, I was there and i saw it i i saw what they, these people did to their quote unquote neighbors exactly and, and we couldn't pull the trigger we couldn't do nothing there was nothing i could do um and sit back and watch and it was horrific and it gives you a whole and i'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you but you, 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 you triggered an experience in my life that was just one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in my life is to watch these wonderful people be abused by their neighbors, people that exactly. would, would rob you for rice. That would, I, I, seen, I seen one time how they would, and I saw this in North Korea very similarly um, as well when I was on the DMZ, but because uh, I had to stand post on, on DMZ, I had to do a lot of insurgency stuff there. But but uh, I, I saw these people round up children and throw tires on them. And I'm like, what the heck are they doing? What are you, there's no water around here. What are you, ain't gonna drown them. Oh, no, 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 no. Then they started pouring gasoline on them. Mm. And then they lit them. Kids, mm -mm. children, mm -hmm. in order to show a sense of force and exactly I, and the, in, the the stench of 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 death is is every for those of us that have smelled it is bad but burning flesh oh no 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 it it, it was a horrible horrible experience to, to sit there and watch people do this to themselves and and, and to their, their closest neighbors it was it was amazing to me amazing it was amazing 
Oh, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't mean uh, to go off there. I didn't mean to go off there, brother. But oh no, no, that's just, absolutely. This is. I mean, this is great, great experiences, and you know, the listeners out there, they're going to feel like we do. I mean, yeah. you're you're explaining it the way it needs to be explained, so people can understand what freedom really is. Right. There's millions of people in this country that some of them have never left their neighborhoods. Right. You know, or their mommy and daddy's basement. (laughs) Exactly. And here's another example. When I was in Mogadishu and we were actually on our way from Mogadishu to Baladogo. Oh, yep. To set up uh, camp there. As we were going, you know, in the six by, we had these little cartons of juice. Remember the little orange like yep. a, it's like a little milk carton, but it's yep. orange I know exactly juice. What we're about. Yep. juice. That's what it, yep. exactly what it looks like too. A little milk carton. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, so you have all these kids, especially when you stop, they want to try to climb up on the, on the trucks, you right. know, and unfortunately we can't allow that to hat. We can't right. let these kids get in the truck with us. And we tell them, you know, scream at them in Somali to get down and they wouldn't, they'd come climbing up. And as much as I hate to say this, we'd have to hit them with our rifles yeah. to yeah, get yeah, them knocked off the truck. I know. And at the same time, we would say, you know, feeling good, you know, trying to be good hearted. We would take these little boxes of juice and throw it out there right, you know, right. To, to the kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like ants going after. Oh, yeah. Of bread. Yeah. I mean, there was 20 kids running after just to try to get that one box of juice. Exactly. I was just going, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Because they just you know, don't, they just don't have it. They don't have stuff like yeah. that. They don't have, um, but they know what it is. You know, right. they know that this is something good because you know these these soldiers have it. You know that right. kind of thing. So yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and that, uh, that, that that's the amazing that's the amazing thing that any former military man or woman can experience is when you go away when you leave home. And you, I don't, I'm not talking to you leave home from Wisconsin to California. I mean, you leave home, you leave the U.S. and you go to a foreign land other than Europe or Australia. You go to South America, you go to Africa, you go to uh, Eurasia. Uh, most of my, most of my tours were Western Pacific. So most of my stuff was Westpac. And yeah. when I saw the, the, the wealthy as well as the unwealthy, the poor side of Japan, parts of Taiwan, um, the especially the Philippines. Oh my God! Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, South Korea and the constant conflict with the North, and what the North used to do to the South, as they would literally jump the fence and uh, capture families. It was, it was horrific. And until you see that, until you understand that, will you ever understand the power that that America is? And I'm not talking about our military power. I'm talking about the power of the idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. I heard this on a movie one time that they said, you know, being this being a U.S. citizen is, it, it, you know, being an American is an advanced citizenship. I mean, you got to really fight for it. You got to work for it. This thing ain't free. You know, and it, it's amazing to me that so many people take it for granted and they're, they're so, so, you know, liberated without ever fighting for anything. You know, everything's just given to them. And they've never had a fight in their life that 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 that, that would potentially take their life. It, it blows my mind that our, our younger generation, and even those that are in our age, um, that they see this like, 
oh no no we can just change history and we can we can change law and order and well you know the the, the constitution the declaration is all bogus it was it was created by a bunch of slave traders you know that's a but that's all bogus they they've never fought for anything in their life right. ever ever and they're, they're they're living under the blanket of the freedom that we provide that our forefathers provide and, and you know they couldn't even say this stuff in china but yet they idolize china it's it's yes. amazing it, 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 it literally blows, blows my mind so we're going to take a break and during this break i want you to listen which you may or may not heard many times lee greenwood and god bless the usa the reason that song is so popular is because America still believes in America. They still believe in the veterans that have given them the freedom to be who they are and to succeed in this country without government telling them that they have to live a certain way. And this is what these two gunnies have fought for in their careers. So take a listen to Lee Greenwood. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas from sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say Oh, 
not standing up in the back of your neck then you got a problem which means you're not an American it's really that simple because Lee Greenwood tells it like it is we're going to continue our interview with David Jones retired United States Marine Corps going to continue talking about the oxymoron between people that are free in this country but yet they want to have a communist regime where the government is in charge of everything. So take a listen to the rest of the podcast with David Jones. It is. It's, it's oxymoron to, to the extreme yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. of, you know, you're doing the things that you would be prevented from doing from the people that you think would let you do it. Yeah. Did that make any sense? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah absolutely. It's, you it's incredible how, how, how they think that way. Yeah. Now, the other the other thing I want to discuss with you is we're both retired U.S. Marines. Correct. And I want to put these numbers out there for the audience so it will get them thinking. I didn't I didn't realize this until probably a couple of years ago was I would just wonder how many people population wise are either active duty reservists or even associated with the Department of Defense, right? With the military, right? okay? So I did that, I did some research. And this is what I found out. If you add the active duty, you add the reserves, you add the retirees, you add the veterans, in other words, anybody that was a veteran, right? right? And you, and you add up all the people that were hired and or support the Department of Defense. Okay. Yeah, and all of those up, right? You get 8 million people. 8 million. 8 million. So, okay, so what, what does that mean? Well, we have somewhere in the neighborhood of about 240 million adults. Yeah, you're looking at about country. 3% of the population, yeah. Exactly. 3% of this population that we live in actually did something towards quote the military defense of our country. Right. Exactly. And or other countries. Right. 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 Or the bottom now, line is the protection of freedom. Uh, exactly. You call, it, you call it military, military season. You know, that term now scares people. Um, it, it's the defense yeah. of freedom. Just like your, your, your Chinese doctor said, she, I'll do anything for freedom. People will walk across the desert for it, you yes. know, and they'll, they'll drink, they'll drink the sand because they think freedom is there. You know, that that's amazing. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you go ahead. No, absolutely. And you know, they'll, they'll cross peninsulas of land through Mexico and Guatemala and the jungles yeah. and everything else to try to get to freedom. Yep. That's what it means to people who don't have it. Exactly. So, if that's true, if people go to that kind of extreme, why doesn't the people that have it do the same thing? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the big question, I think, David. I think that's the big question we got to ask ourselves. You know, that's, a, that's actually a very good question. I mean, it, it, and I, listen, I'm certainly not the, 
psychological analysis uh, yeah. guy, but but I will tell you this: when you're born with it and you have it, you know, th there's a term out there nowadays, and some of it I, you know, some of it I can I can I can understand. You know, it's called privilege, yeah. and it ain't got it's got nothing to do with white. It has nothing to do with a skin color. It's got nothing to do with mm -hmm. the the melanin in your in in your DNA. It has everything to do with you as a human, and when you're on the inside of greatness, it's often difficult to see it because you're inside of it. You were born with it. You were given it. Black, white, yellow, brown, indifferent, doesn't make a difference, Democrat, Republican, who cares? You're in it. So it's very mm -hmm. easy to take it for granted, which I hate saying, but right. I think we're probably all a little guilty of that at times. But when it comes down to the, the ultimate challenge, the ultimate fight of character, um, is, is at some point in time, you know, you, you've got to do a little bit of soul searching and say to yourself, okay, mm -hmm. self, um, what is my experience? And like you, like we just discussed only 3% eight million people have done any of that. Now, by the way, it's a great calculation. I appreciate that. Only 8 million people have done squat for this country other than go to, go to a job. Right. You know, other than take advantage of the, the pains and the penalties of current uh, DOD employees, current, mm -hmm. whether you're retired, whatever, you're, you're still part of the DOD. Uh, as one, you know, one little segment of our, uh, you know, of our, of our, of our nation. I hate saying the word government. It's the nation. You know, right. I don't care if you're in Congress or, you know, you're a retired Marine vet. Um, you know, you're still part of this nation. And it's amazing to me that so many people not only have, do not have a clue about our founding and what it really represents and, and the difficulties that we went through and the fights that we went through and all the people that, 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 that fought, shed blood, died, had to deal with wounded uh, comrades you know, in combat, that they have no understanding and therefore no respect um, for, for the everyday freedoms that we enjoy. And I, I, again, I think it's because if, if I'm born in it, I, I, I don't know what I'm missing. If I, that was the biggest, I opened my first deployment, I was like 19 and I landed in uh, Japan and I got to see a little bit of the countryside and it was kind of cool. But once I hit, you know, Japan at the time in the eighties, it was, you know, uh, pretty contemporary except for the countrysides. But one of the things I noticed about Japan is how they use the land. When I went to the countrysides and went and actually went out and talked to real living, breathing Japanese people that were not westernized, is right. um, how, how they use the land. They used everything on that land because their land mass is very, very small, unlike us. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing I, I, I noticed. But then when I, once I hit Korea, then I saw a whole nother ball game. And that was how... Uh, the North was victimizing the South constantly. I mean, it was constant. I mean, we were, they call it war games. It's not a game. You're getting shot at every day. Um, the, the, you know, the, 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 <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I heard that damn warning go off in my F4 and I was in the back seat <laughs> because that means I was getting tracked. And mm -hmm. you hear that thing. I mean, that, that kind of wakes you up a little bit. That means a, a service there, a SAM site's actually tracking you because I got a little too close. Mm. My pilot got a little too close to the DMZ. And I was like, hey, man, we got uh, cap. We got we to we pull out here a little because now nah, don't worry about they ain't going to shoot. But I didn't know that. But, but when, right. when you see when you see what the, the what what other nations do to other people 
it wakes you up. And I was, I was fortunate, dude, I was blessed because I was just 19. I had not seen that stuff before. And my first deployment made me volunteer for every other deployment after that, because I got to see other, other communities, other cultures and how they dealt with the, the aspects of life that me as an American, I've never dealt with that. I, you know, other than 9-11, we've not been attacked. You know, I mean, forget about it. You know, I wasn't, I, we've not seen that kind of uh, attacks. I mean, every once in a while, you know, we get the, you know, crazy uh, Taliban coming to attack us or whomever. But I've not seen that level of one order and how they, how like, for example, Japan, how they use a land. And then two, I'm not seeing that sort of um, just massive aggravation, just, just annihilation almost of another race of another and North and South Korea. These guys are brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Korea, people don't even realize this. Korea one time was one nation, <laughs> you know, it was one nation. And when you, when you see that perspective, it, 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 it ushers you in, to sort of an awakening and you have to start realizing that, you know, I, I, I can't take this for granted anymore. I, I've got to realize that, holy crap, I, I have a job to do. I don't mean as a military guy, I have a job to do as a citizen to try my best to tell other people, hey, this is what's really going on out there. But unfortunately in today's, you know, modern day America, um, that's not happening. The left is not doing that. What they're doing is saying, oh, you guys are just, excuse my language, assholes and racists. So it, it's, it's 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 a horrific chain of events that we've gone through as Americans, you know. And uh, my 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 only suggestion would be, hey, you guys need to wake up and see the world a little bit. Right. Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely true. You, you, they well, some people don't even want to go to museums and things that can show them, right? And describe, you know, Holocaust Museum, etc. Right. But oh, what, what I want to ask you is this, is I, I've asked a, a few veterans this before. Years ago, I, I understood the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Right. But a lot of civilians, citizens, don't know the difference. No, they don't. And so the purpose of Memorial Day is so we can remember those that have died yep. in the service of freedom. That's right. That's, That's right. What Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Memorial. Memorial. Yeah. It represents the people that are no longer here. Right. However, because of their sacrifice, you are here exactly. and you're free. Exactly. Veterans exactly. Day is different. Veterans yeah. Day is a day where you should be thanking the veterans that are walking around and, you know, in the wheelchairs and in the hospitals, you know, and bringing them, you know, hugs and kisses and, you know, cards and whatever. So what, if you had the opportunity to explain or talk to a civilian about Memorial day, what would you, what would you tell them? What does it mean to you? Yeah. Yeah, I would have to say this is the day that you bow at the altar of those that paid the ultimate price for your freedom. This is this day. This is the day that, that when Monday hits, um, that's the, it's a time that you that this is when you bend a knee, not at a football game. No, no, no. You bend the knee 
to memorialize all the humans, all the people that fought so that you could go to that football game, so that you could barbecue that steak. It's a day that you give honor to those that honored you with their death because they, they're, they're not here anymore. Um, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll never be here again. But what they have is they have a, a, maybe a stone in the ground. They have a name. They have a family. And that's when you give homage to those people because they did something that you yourself maybe aren't willing to do for the next man. By man, I mean man or women. Um, and that takes a massive sacrifice. That's why it's called the ultimate sacrifice is I, I took a hit for you and I don't even know you. Yes. So, yeah, I, I would say this, that would, that's the time that you bend that knee. Um, Jesus used to, used to uh, pay homage by washing the feet. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes of, of, of his, <laughs> his leaders or, you know, of others, but I'm not saying go around and do that, but, <laughs> but it's the, it's the day that you just, you, you pay homage to those that fought so that you could actually have that day off of work or have a barbecue and spend time with your family and all the good stuff that we get to enjoy as Americans. But somebody paid for that and they paid for that with their blood, you know, and you and I, we've, we've seen the, the, the guts of men and women sprawl out on the battlefield. And I swear to God, I don't want to see that ever again, right. but, um, that's what these people went through and, and they, you know, and, and they fought for that. And we, we have got to honor that, honor their memory by in just one little day, one little 24 hour period. That's all we're asking. We're not asking for, you know, a whole year, a whole month, you know, we're not asking for a month of, of honor, like some groups do. <laughs> uh, we're asking for a day, one lousy day. When you, just before you eat that burger, that you flipped over on your grill, why don't you just say something to memorialize all the people, whether you know them or not, that did something for this nation that you have yet to been called to do. Amen. Yeah, that's the, that's the best way to explain it, is the actions of the veterans and the heroes that did make it through these right. battles that, and wars that we fought is important for the civilians to see. If you go to a Memorial Day service and you see lots of people there, there'll be civilians, there'll be veterans, right? but it's distinctful. Yeah. If you pay attention, you can pick out virtually every veteran there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. the, a the dedication, the reverence yeah. of yeah. understanding that our brothers have fallen so that we can be here is, is, is deep in our, in our heart, in our souls. And then at the same time, you watch the civilians that are watching these veterans that are becoming mm -hmm. emotional or whatever. Right. And then they start to get it. Yeah. What is missing and it's gotten worse, obviously, because of this COVID and those kind of things. There was a time not too long ago in this country where they had Veterans Day parades. They had Memorial Day parades everywhere, every city, even the small right. towns. Right. 
where they were marching bands and, you know, high school kids and, you know, doing the things to remind us. Right. As Americans, those that have fallen and those that have given their life so we can have what? Parades. Exactly. That are not structured by the government. Exactly. So, exactly. Yep. It's 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 freedom. It's true freedom. Right. The government yep. is telling me not telling me well you got to have a parade or you can't have a parade. Well, they're trying to do that now, as you they sure are. Yep. You know they were fighting all these, you know, veterans parades and things that are of that nature in in New York, and yet they let a a group of pot smokers or whatever you want to call them, you know, freedom, whatever's yep. do their march on, on the streets, but they wouldn't let the veterans. That's just insane. It, it is. I it, mean, it is insane because there's, again, you know, that I use that word reverence um, and I don't throw it around lightly is it, it, it's a term to me. It, it's like the term to me that is, is called conviction. If you ask my son, he says, you know, if I, if you were to ask my son, who's about to turn 20, uh, what, what's your dad's favorite word? He says, he'll say, he'll tell you conviction. That means you fight for something you believe in. Now, listen, I, I respect people that, you know, want to have these parades because they're fighting for something they believe in. It's, it's a conviction. Then there falls upon us what's called reverence. And reverence is a whole, whole other concept. Reverence is the, the acknowledging what somebody else did for you. So I, you know, I revere my mother because she did her best. Uh, I revere the Marine Corps because likewise, they did their best. <laughs> and yeah. does it mean yeah. that I turned out to be the best at either as a son or a Marine, but it, it, I do reverence them because they did their best with what they had, with what they had to work with me as a person. They did their best, so I, I revere them. And to, to take reverence out of, of the, the, the three percent of us, especially on Memorial Day, those that, that, that paid that ultimate price, that lost blood, blood and guts, uh, you know, lost that blood in the mud so that you could march in that parade. To yeah. me, that is the worst offense that you could ever, ever make uh, towards anybody. That, that's saying that, hey, well, you know, I know you died for something, but guess what? Um, we're, we're going to, we don't really care. All I want to do is march up some, for something I believe in. And that, like I said, conviction is good. I believe in it. But reverence is, is something that is significantly more important because I respect those that came before me. You know, you, you can have a, a, a march in um, Missouri on an anniversary and they're showing reverence to a criminal. Okay. I think it was Missouri or Mississippi, whatever, whatever it was. Minneapolis, excuse me, Minneapolis. Yep. Um, pardon me, too many M's. <laughs> um, you can you can march and show reverence to a criminal, but you won't march and show reverence to millions of your brothers and sisters. And if anybody yeah. does a real ancestry look, I guarantee they're going to find one in their family tree. Yeah, so sure. You're not going to pay reverence to them, but you'll 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 revere a criminal. But that's okay. That's okay, right? Yep. Yeah, that's all. That's, yeah, that's we, the we, best we way to put it. Yeah, we can get away with that. <laughs> it is insane. <laughs> it's insanity at its best. Yep. Well, David, we're gonna. I'm gonna bring you back multiple times if you don't mind. I would love to. And yeah, this is 
uh, I, I know we didn't go in the direction that we originally decided, but that's okay. This is great. The I'm going to play this tonight for our listeners to think about Memorial Day, what, what it stands for. You heard it from a couple of jarheads that, you know, kind of been there, done that thing and got an idea of what freedom means to us. And hopefully we can get out there like we're talking about, you know, stand up, show up and speak up everywhere you go about the freedoms that we have and how much we should reverend those people that have given their life for for our freedoms and for our families and think about it. I have soon to be six grandchildren. Oh, wow. I think about those. <laughs> I think about those grandchildren Man. all the time and congrats. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's important to, to understand that it affects my life, but it also affects my family. And that's, that's right. means a lot to me. So, but I want to thank you, David, for coming on the show and your knowledge is is tremendous, and I'm looking forward to to spending more time with you and and talking about these different subjects that you are are definitely up on, and help our uh, cause uh, so that the people on this show, what I tell them is, we do the research, we get the knowledge out there, so they don't have to. All you have right. to do is listen to the podcast. And you're going to get information and knowledge that you would have to pretty much do a lot of research and to get the truth. You, you know, we're not going to be pulling stuff out of CNN and MSNBC, you know, just regurgitating what you can watch on the TV. We're going to bring you the truth. Right. And David, I know you're a fellow brother of us, the Marine Corps, and um, uh, thank you so much for being on this podcast and looking forward to the next time that we can get together and, and talk. Absolutely. But, but it's been my absolute honor. I appreciate sharing. I hope to God I convey the message of solidarity and unity for our nation. I hope that if, if, if I didn't, then I've done it just a, a, a disservice. Um, I love this country. I love my fellow Americans. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you come from. All I care about is, is that you're a part of the team. And the team is the American team. As long as you're a part of that team and you're not trying to destroy it, then we're 100%, 100% on, on the same side. And I hope to God I've, I've uh, I pray to God that I, I conveyed that message um, reasonably well um, uh, for yourself. Yes, sir. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, we'll get you back on the show soon, very soon. And We'll cover those other areas that people are concerned about. Yes, I'm going to put it politely because as you probably know, listening to the podcast, I get pretty heated sometimes and, yep. <laughs> and we're, we're probably going to, yeah, both of us are probably be screaming like a bunch of bulldogs for it's over with. So that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yep, well, right, like I said, you, like I said, yep. conviction, conviction is my favorite word. So that's yep. okay if you scream a little bit sometimes. It means you're passionate. You got a little bit of passion in there. That's okay. Yep. And I'm <laughs> going to read what you said from Edmund Burke. I love it. Yep. I say it over and over again. All that is necessary for triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. That's right. That's right. Well, guess what, David? 
we're doing something. Yes, sir. And that's, that's awesome. So appreciate your time and have a great Memorial day weekend and we'll see you soon. Yes, sir. My pleasure. My honor. Thank you, man. So go out there and celebrate the lives that was given for you and your freedom and stand up, show up and speak up so that we will continue to have the freedoms in this country that millions of Americans have died for. When you think for a second that you go out and do all the things that you want to do without having suppression from the government, and yet you do not relate that to the veterans that have given their life, think again. That's all I'm asking you to do is this weekend think about our fellow brothers and sisters that have given their life for freedom in America. This is The Gunny, out.